0: better, I mean anything better, than fall in Indiana? I mean, come on. We have had it in such a huge way all month. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Thrilled to be with you. Here we are in November. November, that's right, I said it. It's hard to believe, but I, your host, Brian Pointer, thrilled to be with you. Of course, we're brought to you by our good friends at the Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives sign with be an organ organ and tissue donor it's free do some great work we have speaking of great work we have a great show coming up um here we're a week away from the deer firearm season opening next weekend lots and lots of traditions folks have been looking forward to this for 365 days since it closed last year Getting ready for a new opportunity to be back in field and forest. I've seen a lot of folks already out there this year who have put some venison in the freezer. Maybe they've donated some venison already. Hoosiers Feeding the Hungry, Deb Treesh, look it up. If you want to donate even partial deer, go to one of the chosen processors, probably near you. You can find out on their website who that is over, I think there's close to 90 of them. And you can donate that good protein stays in your local area. I know Deb would appreciate it as they're trying to move this up in priority to help Hoosiers who are in need. And especially with the price of good, rich protein, this deer donation is now more important than ever in your local area. Brent Wheat is going to join us. He is the editor of Guns Magazine, great outdoor writer, longtime friend of Indiana Outdoors. He is already getting ready for the SHOT Show. In January, the Super Bowl of all things in the outdoor world, we're going to find out what he's been looking forward to. Uh, what he's writing about. We're also going to visit with Ginger Murphy, fall in the Indiana Outdoor State Parks, nothing better. Rick Cockrum is the board president for the Indiana Wildlife Federation. We're going to find out who the new executive director is, replacing Emily Wood. As you can see, it's a big show. We are thrilled to be with you. And uh, Brent Wheat, you never know what we're going to talk about. We we always say we're going to talk about this, and we end up talking about that. That's the beauty of the Indiana Outdoor Show, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brent Wheat, when we return right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Let's get this thing officially kicked off this morning, as mentioned at the top of the hour. It's great to be with you. It's great to be with all of our guests today, including Brent Wheat, who will be with us in just a second. But it is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives. Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. It's free. No health screenings. You can save up to eight lives and heal up to 75 others. We do have a big show and I'm always great, always excited to visit with the great outdoor writers, especially those who are friends of Indiana Outdoors on a regular basis. Brent Wheat qualifies. Sorry, Brent, you're, you pick, we picked you this week, editor of okay. Guns Magazine. <laughs> always great to visit with you and uh, just got to reach into the, the, the uh, bag here and find out what's going on, uh, what's in your bag of tricks as editor of Guns Magazine. What have you been working on?
1: Oh, everything. And uh, I, I got to say, Brian, thanks for welcoming me to the big show. I, <laughs> I, I never called it
0: that, but I think we will from now you on. You know what? I do it all the time. And it may not. It's a big show to me. It might be a big show to yeah. you. Whatever it is, I'm, I, it's it a big show. It is a show. big show. We've been doing it. We've only been doing it 24 years, so I don't know what qualifies if that doesn't.
1: <laughs> I agree, and I always look forward to it, and it's great to be here. But no, the, it's it's the crazy busy time. Um, everything from, of course, deer season is getting ready to roll out. I uh, think the gun season, I mean, and of course we're doing all of our magazine stuff. We're getting ready for a Shot Show uh, here in a few oh, months. Oh yes, uh, that's the the biggie in our our industry, and then of course it looks like uh, politics might change, which has a pretty significant bearing on our right to keep and bear arms. So where do we start there?
0: Oh, I tell you what, man, you just uh, you took the top layer of soil off a lot of different issues. <laughs> Let's talk about some fun here for a minute. And that's a shot show, because I know that is especially for you as editor of Guns Magazine. It's it's used to be you'd go out there and get some stories for your your freelance writing and the stuff that you would do. And now you're like a rock star out there. Tell me what you're looking forward to. What's the vibe around shot this year?
1: Well, I don't know about a rock star, but yeah, be careful what you wish for because all those years I've been going and it was fun to walk around and I always thought, boy, if I could really hit the big time and, you know, uh, I'm there and my feet hurt so bad from all the meetings and all that stuff. But the cool thing this year is uh, we have a podcast called Guns Magazine Podcast we've talked about before this year. We have a booth on Radio Row, which is on the way into the uh, SHOT Show, and pretty much everybody will, will be walking by us, and we're going to do live updates every day from the SHOT Show. So we haven't quite uh, got it all nailed down, but probably it'll be in the evening around here uh, since there's a three-hour time difference, but you'll be able to see myself and our cast of characters and special guests and there's always a whole bunch of like celebrities and stuff that hit Radio Row, so I may have to tackle them. They may not want to be on our show, but uh, we're at least going <laughs> to... If you see a, you know, Ted Nugent, and he happens to be trussed up like a Thanksgiving turkey, but he's on our show, it's because he didn't want to, but we got him in there anyway.
0: Boy, I tell you what, he's been on Indiana Outdoors a couple of times, and I know you've had the privilege of talking to him. He's one of my favorites and has been over the 24 years, top three for sure, and he's been on a couple of times. He's just a treat to talk to, isn't
1: he? Oh, he, he is a hoot. he I've heard uh, Jimmy Buffett described as a one-man spring break, and Ted is is like two times that, so I'm not exactly sure what you could call him, but man, he is a hoot, and he's so outspoken, and uh, boy, he, he really... Uh, He's actually a very good spokesman for shooting and the outdoors. Sometimes uh, he rubs people the wrong way, but, uh, boy, you sure know what he thinks and where he stands. So that is great for folks like us in the media that uh, uh, you don't have to sit there and spoon-feed the guy because, basically, you open the mic and let Ted roll.
0: Boy, isn't that the truth? And you say, hey, Ted, how are you? And just let it roll. <laughs> but Absolutely. I, he, he's probably one of the most articulate. He has such a sense of history. He speaks in a way that is relatable, and he can take very complex subjects and just boil them down into new jisms. you know, little bite-sized <laughs> nuggets that you just yeah. want to go, wow, that makes so much sense. I wish I was that smart. And well, I personally love him, so I don't think he rubs me the wrong way at all. <laughs>
1: it's so funny because his opinions, uh, you know, are are pretty forceful sometimes. But what what people sometimes gloss over is Nuge really loves the outdoors. I mean, he really does. And, And I think he's a lot like all of us in that. Yeah, you go out there to shoot a deer or bag a duck or whatever. But if you don't see anything that day and you just happen to sit and watch i don't know a chickadee you know off of your blind or watch the squirrels playing in the leaves that's still a great day in the outdoors and i really think ted is that way
0: i couldn't agree with you more he is um well we'll get off on that another day uh because we could go <laughs> off in a direction so shot show is yeah. going to be back in last year kind of was back in full force is it bigger this year
1: um, not sure, but there's there's. It's interesting because a few of the big uh, exhibitors are pulling out. Uh, SIG is not going to be there. Um It it was actually kind of cool last year because there were some holes in the floor plan. So they would put like places to sit, which before there was never any place to sit. And that was one of the things that uh, everybody kind of hated is your feet really hurt by the end of the day. So it was actually kind of cool to have uh, some rest stops along the way. And uh, it kind of the crowd was thinner. And it felt more like it was business as opposed to kind of a a spectacle. And not that I would ever complain about members of the media, and uh, our influencer friends and bloggers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, it kind of called out some of the uh, less focused, maybe less professional people on the media side. So I don't think that was a bad thing. So I'm looking forward to it this year. And like I said, with us being in the uh, radio row, and it was funny. I was walking by last year, you know, looking at everybody in their setup. And there was a uh, country singer, Luke, uh, uh, not Luke Bryant, but uh, uh, Craig Morgan. and And I love Craig Morgan.
0: Oh, yeah. He's another great outdoor guy.
1: And I was doing that thing of is that if Rich? you know I'm staring at the guy and he's looking <laughs> at me and he knows that I know but I can't figure out who he is and then I'm just like that's Craig Morgan how cool is that so yeah uh, Craig if you happen to listen I'm going to bag you for our show come shot show time.
0: So, you also brought up politics, and there's an election next week, so that ought to be interesting. And, you know, the the issues that have been all over the board, um, the Second Amendment gets buried, but in a lot of these states, it's still under fire, and I know you pay a lot of attention to this, and your readers do as well. It's certainly on the ballot, and I've heard it invoked by a lot of these candidates. Uh, It's important. It's an important issue for voters.
1: Absolutely. And I think the political pendulum has swung way too far, especially in places like Washington State. And I can't remember if it's Washington or Oregon. I'm just talking to uh, Dave Workman, who is our Second Amendment correspondent. And one of those states is basically they're, they've got an initiative on the ballot to essentially make it impossible to buy firearms. And you would hope that you know people see through that kind of stuff but it it is so funny even the progressive candidates you notice they're not showing their party affiliation and their advertising and they support the second amendment well that's good because you don't have a choice it's it's a right uh in the constitution and it, but we all know um they don't really so you know whether you think uh this is going to be a great thing when i, I believe there's going to be a red wave i think it's a good thing uh some folks think it's the end of the world but for the second amendment uh it can't come too soon so folks if you believe in hunting uh owning firearms et cetera, et etc you need to get out and vote That's the problem. It's an off-year election. You need to get out and vote. You need to get out and vote for people that support your rights instead of uh, want to sell them down the river. And, uh, you know, coddle criminals, blame lawbreakers instead of supporting folks like us who happen to, you know,
0: live by the law. Well, we've seen so many cases. They never get the light of day except in the biggest issues like down in Greenwood, Indiana, for example. But those that lawfully carry... Thank God that they do, because we see day in and day out across this country, one of my favorite segments in uh, the magazines is the Armed Citizen, where they talk about things that never makes the national news, never makes even the local news, but people that defend themselves legally, uh, as they should have the right to do, are always my favorite stories. What about the issue of uh, ammunition? I see you follow this a lot, and we've talked about it. Is that eased up a little bit?
1: It's, it's eased up a little bit. Um, it's not perfect yet, but uh, availability generally across the board for the popular calibers, not having too much trouble. I've talked to some of the, the big buyers of ammo, and I know somebody's sitting on a million rounds of ammo for uh, their business. So. At that point, their their Connex boxes, you know, the big uh, shipping containers, usually they keep them full for you know just to have plenty of inventory, and it was empty uh, about a year ago. So now it's it's back full, and uh, prices are starting to come down a little bit. So ammo's uh, it's still tight, but it's not awful now. So uh, now we need to get reloading supplies. <laughs> That's still I very, heard very primer. Nice are
0: primer still a problem.
1: Absolutely, and that was that was pretty much the problem on the ammo manufacturers. Also, uh, the, uh, there's not uh, very many folks making primers, and most of that production went to the ammo, ammunition manufacturers. So, what ended up in the uh, reloading market? And many of my friends, well, yeah, I just bought a hundred thousand primers. Why? Well, you know, it could be a shortage. No, you're creating a shortage, and I know you. <laughs> a lot of your listeners are probably going, "Hey, he's talking about me." Well, I am. Okay. <laughs> no, I you get it. You don't need that much. <laughs> so, I get it. You need some, but not that much. So,
0: so that's that easing up I know you've got uh, a turn of the year and you've got scheduling and stuff for the magazine. What are you thinking about what's on the front pages these days? What are you going to be writing about?
1: Well, uh, it's it's interesting because uh, Shot Show is in January, but we're we're getting into that full swing. So there's not a whole bunch of guns and accessories coming out. I mean, there's there always is every single day, but uh, you can just tell there's going to be a big wave of stuff that's just going to drop. I think uh, the industry's been doing so well. Over the last couple of years, there's a lot of cash there, and I think that uh, cash has gone into research and development. So uh, I, I can't really say. I know a few things that are coming out that we've signed what's called non-disclosures we can't talk about, but I think uh, it's going to be pretty amazing come January the, uh, the different stuff that's going to be coming out of the industry.
0: I know that's been another issue is that, you know, people have just been so busy with trying to keep stock of what they have. The opportunity to do something different has been kind of put on the back burner. But I've heard and you've reiterated that that's likely to be changing in a big way and no, no better place to do it than at the shot show. When is that, by the way?
1: uh well you caught me off guard it's in, it's in the uh,
0: middle of january yeah i know it's right after the first of the year and it's always something that we talk about so we're gonna have to get a scoop with you when you're out there and doing your radio row stuff and give us an Absolutely. update while you're out there that week and i know it is a big week for you what else are you going to be looking for at the turn of the season or before the end of the year and in, in the hunting season is you going to get out and do anything you're going to go fishing you're traveling what are you doing <laughs>
1: Well, as I always complain, be careful what you wish for, because everybody always say, oh, I bet you hunt and fish and travel. Well, I I do, but uh, most of the time I've got my face stuck in a computer. So right now, um, I don't have any specific plans for opening day of gun season for deer. Um, I didn't do any waterfowl hunting at all last year, and and I want to correct that, but as you know... Brian, you're extremely busy, and I know that uh, we both always talk at the end of the season that, you know, I just, I wanted to, but I didn't get around to it, so one of these days, you and I need to go blast some geese out of the sky, okay?
0: You know what? that is that would make me happy and let's just be honest the older i've gotten i just get a little more lazy (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't seek to go out and break ice like i did in the waterfowl seasons i don't yeah there's you know sleeping in these primitive situations doesn't quite do me the way it used to (laughs) so i'm a little more choosy about what i do i
1: thought it was just me
0: (laughs) no i'm just being honest i'm just getting fat and lazy and yeah. Anyway, now I've got adult kids who put the pressure on me, and it's like, well, you know, I got. It doesn't just happen, you know. You got it takes yeah. a lot of coordination. So I got that to look forward exactly. to. Well, Brent, it's always great to visit with you, Brent Wheat, the editor of Guns Magazine. Tell us about your podcast, real quick.
1: Guns Magazine podcast. You can get it on all your podcast directories. Comes out uh, every week on Friday, new episode. And while you're there, check it out. Check us out at GunsMagazine.com. Com.
0: Well, I know you always do such great work, and we look forward to catching up with you hopefully before the end of the year as we like to keep on track, and certainly before you head out to the SHOT Show. Brent Wheat, thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors, and you have a great If I don't talk to you, I hope you do get out and put some venison in your freezer. You too, Brian. See you, brother. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to Ginger Murphy, find out what's going on in state parks this fall right after this. Indiana Outdoor Show. My word, what a beautiful fall we have had. Leaves have come down. I don't think they're ever going to stop. It's like they weren't down, and then all of a sudden, most of the leaves are down, so I'm going to have to do that a couple of times, but nonetheless, it's a great time to be alive. It's Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. You know by now, you can sign up to be that organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. It couldn't be any easier. Truly one of my favorite times. We are now just a week away from the opening of deer season, the firearm season at least. A lot of folks sending me trail cam pics, been out in the woods. The weather's been so great. Uh, We talked to the state deer biologist last week, and he said so far just a little bit ahead, which doesn't surprise anybody with the weather being so good and folks wanting to get out and enjoy this beautiful, crisp fall air. So, we got a lot of things going on, but don't forget about our friends in state parks. Ginger Murphy joins me as we talked about the top of the hour. It's been a minute. Ginger, since you and I have connected, had a lot of opportunity to talk to some of the folks in. Uh, that you work with in state parks over the last several months with some great things going on. But there is no better time to be in the state parks than in the fall. Wouldn't you agree?
2: It is a great time, Brian. And it's, it's good to talk with you today. Um, it, it's a great time. You know, the bugs are gone, most of them. Anyway, we still have yellow jackets, but by now they're they're settled in for the winter. And so it is really nice to just be um, outdoors in the fall. crisp mornings great time for campfires uh, great time to hike and enjoy the leaves and boy we're just it, it's been a great fall and we've had lots of people who've come out to enjoy it
0: you know it's we say this every year it either goes from summer to winter and we might have a, a week or two but we've had an entire month that's just been stellar very little precipitation beautiful sunny blue sky days um frost a few times gotten down to the 30s and 40s but it's just been it's been a fall it's what we do when we do what we like so much about being in indiana is the experience of the seasons and sometimes we get gypped but i think we're getting the full full effect this year
2: uh, it, it has been wonderful uh, just uh, I, we couldn't have asked for a better september and october it's been a little dry and so we've had some uh restrictions on campfires in a couple of places, but those are pretty much pretty much done and Most of the time, when there's a burn ban in a county, they will let us still have small campfires in defined rings, and just we have to just be really careful so but yeah, it has just been wonderful. We've had great fall events, full campgrounds. It is amazing how people decorate their campsite or their campsites for um, Halloween and we do events throughout the months of October across the state and it's it's really fun to watch kids trick or treating in the campground. It's a place where it's safe. Um, for campers and the local communities as well. And it's just, it puts smiles on my faces every fall when I see people just enjoying the outdoors.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. And we've got some holidays. We've got some free admission. We've got some volunteer opportunities. This is a very busy time of the year. What's going on in our state parks? And then, of course, we've been talking about it for a while, but a big announcement uh, down at Spring Mill.
2: Yeah, uh, Spring Mill Inn will officially close on um, November 13th, and we are really – it's going to get a complete renovation. A lot of the work that's going to be done is behind the scenes. It's everything from uh, the fire sprinkler system to water to – Um, Sewer connections. It's all of that stuff behind the scenes. But there will also be changes to make it more accessible. The lobby will be accessible when this is all said and done. And um, it's it's just it's going to take more than a year. It's going to be sometime in 2024. Uh, when the inn reopens So it's going to take a while uh, The first thing we have to do is clean everything Literally everything out of the inn So that's the oh, first to
0: There's a lot of history in there too
2: yeah, Exactly <laughs> And then there's an attic There's an upstairs where stuff's been stored for years So that's that's the first step But then basically the inside Will have a tremendous amount of work And we're, we're looking forward to getting the work done We're looking forward to see it finished in 2024. The park is still open, so uh, just because the inn is closed doesn't mean you can't come and visit the park and enjoy the park and enjoy the hiking trails and all the other things that happen in the park, but um, it, it won't be long till the inn is uh, shut down for a while.
0: No, and it's uh, certainly, everybody's done such a great job and good stewards of money that has come to the department and the Division of Fish and Wildlife and needed repairs that have You you guys have done so little, so well with so little for so long, and now we've got these things that sometimes may not be sexy. But I tell you what, the folks at Spring Mill are going to be the beneficiaries of what's going to turn out to be a modern, new, uh, beautiful inn down at Spring Mill when it's all done. We have other things going on in the state parks this fall, too. Uh, Some free admission days coming up, I think.
2: Yeah, on uh, November 11th, Veterans Day, we, as every year, for places where we still have gated mission, veterans, and active duty military personnel will be admitted free. And all they have to do is say, I'm a veteran or I'm active duty military at the gate, and they'll be admitted free with the people that are in the car with them. So we've done that for several years as a thanks to the veterans and those who are serving in the military today in Indiana. So um, uh, we're excited to do that. We don't have gates open everywhere, but if people go to places where the gates are open, they'll be admitted free um and then on October 20 excuse me November 25th that will be opt outside day it's black friday and we know lots of people like to shop on that day but we hope that if you're going to shop do it early in the morning and then come spend the rest of the day outdoors and just uh, take advantage of a chance to walk off some of that turkey or ham or whatever you had the day before and just enjoy the outdoors and there'll be some ways to earn some chances at prizes by sharing your photos of your day and uh, doing a scavenger hunt and uh, it's gonna, we just we, we encourage people to come be outside that day
0: you know that's a thing that's taken off and I think it's a great tradition some traditions around the holidays haven't been the greatest but that's one that I think is fantastic because everybody gets an opportunity uh, to get outside get a little space and may, maybe uh, after spending time with family that's a good thing right you never know
2: yeah, absolutely. There's lots of trails. You can go lots of different directions if you need to. Um, and it's generally a great day. We have people who picnic on that day. And just um, just get out and have a good time outdoors. And it's free. Again, free admission on that day.
0: Ginger Murphy is our guest with the Division of Parks. And I know that you guys have... you. Know, How do I say this? You've you've done so well uh, keeping the parks. I've never seen them look better, and all sorts of improvements taking place uh, around the system. And anything else for the good of the cause this fall? I know people always should go to the calendar, and if people are going out and want something to do, where do you direct them?
2: Uh, go to uh, calendar.dnr.in.gov. gov is a great place to go. And one other thing I should mention is that our annual passes are now on sale online and at our gates and in our park offices. And holiday gift packs went on sale on November first.
0: You know, so, I saw that.
2: Yeah. So if you wanna you wanna buy a gift pack for your family members or uh, for yourself. It comes with a gift card for either an inn or camping, comes with an annual pass for 2023, and then it comes with an Outdoor Indiana subscription. And they're $99, or you can upgrade if you want a bigger gift card. Uh, It's it's a great way to shop for your friends and family during the holiday season. And our our operational costs are 91% covered by revenue. So camping fees, annual passes, you know, only only about 9% of our operating costs comes from the state's general fund. So when people buy passes and when they support us, then they're helping to take care of the parks as well.
0: Ginger, always great to visit with you. Best this fall. It's a great time of the year to be out. We look forward to more updates from you. But most importantly, if I don't talk to you, have a great holiday season. Enjoy this beautiful weather.
2: You too, Brian. And everybody have a great weekend.
0: Absolutely. Ginger Murphy, one of our favorites. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're going to be back right after this. Great show! It's the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a beautiful week, what a beautiful month, and what a great fall we've had. No better place to be than Indiana. I, your host, Brian Pointer. It's the Indiana Outdoor Show, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Many thanks to Ginger Murphy. Great opportunity, great things happening in our state parks and properties all over Indiana. Brent Wheat talking about already, getting ready for the SHOT Show in January. It's been a minute since we've talked to our good friends at the Indiana Wildlife Federation, Rick Cockrum, regular guest here, board member, longtime volunteer. Rick, it's great to have you be a part of Indiana Outdoors. Lots of changes over your way at the IWF, but all for the good, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely, Brian. Thanks for having me and thanks for uh, keeping the Indiana Wildlife Federation at the forefront. Uh, Many people in in our industry knew Emily Wood. Emily was uh, the executive director. um, And as we all know, when you have good people, the world figures it out. Emily got a great job offer with a conservancy in Wisconsin and took that. Uh, The executive committee did a search and uh, we found a gem. Uh, Dan Borat, as recently the park director for Holiday Park. But uh, prior to that, he was curator at the Indianapolis Zoo and also had worked at the Smithsonian. So he's trained in sciences, but he's done a lot of public advocacy and uh, public works. And so now we've been able to make him the executive director of the Indiana Wildlife Federation. And he's been on board a couple of weeks and is already hitting the ground running.
0: Well, that's a great deal. What a great loss. But well said, when you have great people, you expect them to be moving along to other bigger and better things. And the IWF has done such a great job advocating for conservation in Indiana. And uh, I was aware that she had left to go to Wisconsin. And it's great to hear. It doesn't surprise me that you have once again backfilled with great talent. Uh, what's what's on your radar screen at the IWF these days? What's keeping your board occupied?
3: Well, we've got a, a couple of public policy matters. Uh, one at the federal level, the uh, Resource uh, uh, Recovery America's Wildlife Act is um, passed one house in Washington, D.C., and we're told it's probably going to be part of a, a reconciliation of, a bill at the end of the year. Uh, it would bring several million dollars of federal money back to Indiana to the Department of Natural Resources for property improvement and uh, uh, capital investment, so that's a much-needed shot in the arm to DNR. At the state level, uh, the the Indiana Wildlife Federation is working with a coalition of other fishing and hunting and outdoor organizations trying to lobby uh, the Indiana General Assembly for more money and DNR's budget. So they can continue to improve the wonderful parks and outdoor areas, uh, forest management, et cetera, wildlife management. Uh, So that's exciting. We're going to be working to try to get more money in their budget. We've got an annual conference coming up on January 28th at Fort Harrison. We're really excited about that because the last two annual conferences have been virtual. This is going to be uh, live and we've, um, We've grown the business sponsorship. We've grown a silent auction. People should pay attention to that. We've got guided trips and a lot of different uh, uh, items uh, that are available to, to buy on the, the silent auction. And we're excited about getting people together uh, again for the first time in a couple of years. We just completed our first uh, uh, hoarding clay fundraiser on august 31st and we're honored to have the first lady of indiana janet holcomb participate and the reason we call it the first is we did it the night before opening dove season uh with the idea that people could come and uh, sharpen their eye and their uh, shooting. always a good
0: idea before dove season
3: (laughs) exactly people think that's easy but that's tough if you've ever done it oh yeah so that's fun success and everybody there said we should just make this a regular thing and do it every year so we're looking forward to that and while i have you i'll just remind people this is a low cost opportunity to participate we if you go to indianawildlife.org you can join for 30 bucks so it's not a lot and the board which has grown in stature I think if you're an outdoor enthusiast, if you looked at the board list, you would agree uh, immediately to look at some of the names on there. And they're just people that hunt and fish and hike and photograph and paddle and just enjoy having access to public lands and, and, and supporting scientifically based policy to improve the habitat and
0: wildlife management in Indiana. Well, you stole my next question because that's why I like to have these groups on regularly, the IWF, certainly one of Indiana's best, because it is a member organization, and I encourage everybody to join something, no matter what your passion is, whether it's trapping, fishing, hunting, uh, just conservation. They all do such great work, and there's so many of them. But locally here, the IWF, keeping the Hoosiers ability to hunt, fish, trap, and all things conservation. It's not just hook and bullet for sure. You do so many other great advocacy things behind the scenes that that membership money is needed. So I'm glad that you did that. If they wanted to do that, I heard you say IWF.org, correct? IndianaWildlife.org. IndianaWildlife.org. Got it. I'm glad I asked. Well, Rick, I know you're down fishing this week. I enjoy the opportunity to visit with you and keep folks reminded about the IWF, especially as we come to the end of the year. Hope you put some redfish and enjoy your time down in the Keys. And let's do this again uh, sometime here real soon. Looking forward to it. Be well, my friend. Indeed. Thank you, Rick Cochran and the Indiana Wildlife Federation. Always great to visit with them. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. this weekend. Here we've talked about so many things this morning. What do you got on your plans? It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Hopefully it's somewhere in field and forest. I, your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to save lives. Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor when you buy your hunting and fishing license. Do it. It's free. Don't need any qualifiers, thankfully, to help save lives. I told you it was going to be a great show. Brent Wheat kicked it off. He is... Always one of my favorite guests. Of course, we covered the gamut from politics. It's a big week next week vote. If you haven't heard, there's an election. <laughs> Jeez, O. Oh Pete. A little fatigued with the whole thing, but hopefully we will uh, keep an eye out for Hoosiers and some of the changes, hopefully, that are on the way. Uh, Brent Wheat's going to be going to the SHOT Show. He's now big league, you know? He's... Gosh, I remember when he was just a little old outdoor writer, and look at him now, the editor of Guns Magazine. He's going to be high on the podium out at uh, that shot show in Vegas in January, where we're hopefully going to get a scoop. He said he's going to be on Radio Row, so we're hopefully going to get ourselves a scoop or two while he is out there. Great to visit with him. Ginger Murphy. She is our friend from the Division of Parks. we got Veterans Day, free admission. We've got things to get outside day, the day after Thanksgiving. What a great thing that that has started and taken such uh, such popularity. Plus, if you just want to go to a state park, you talked about all the great things that took place during Halloween, and that is a hidden gem, by the way. Go camping over Halloween. All the folks that go trick-or-treating and all the kids, it is a great time. Rick Cochran, we don't visit with our friends at the Indiana Wildlife Federation enough. They do such great work advocating for Hoosiers on behalf of conservation and all the things that we rely on here to keep you informed. But as I mentioned, uh, join an organization. Join the Indiana Wildlife Federation. Join the Deer, Ducks, Turkeys, NRA. I don't care what you do. Get some advocacy group Uh, Sportsman's uh, Roundtable, the Sportsman's Alliance over in Ohio. It's all good stuff. Folks, be safe, especially as you head out to the woods next week. We're going to be here, of course. Remember, turn in a poacher. 1 800 TIP I D N R. Go out and enjoy this beautiful weekend. Be safe. Enjoy all that uh, the good Lord has provided Mother Nature this fall. It's the Indian Outdoor Show. See you next week, everybody.